is good defenders nation everybody exhale with us this is the most lafc podcast on earth welcome to episode 254 of defenders of the bank and we can breathe a little it's not great but we've got a lifeline, a little bit of a pulse, a little bit of a beep doop, beep doop. We're good. We got something. You know my voice. It's the scarf. J.R. Liebert. Hello. Welcome and good evening. And sitting directly to my left, I guess, on the internet, in world-famous Philomonster Studios, he is the Flamingo himself, one Christian Philly Philomon. Hello, Los Angeles. Hello, fans of Major League Soccer. Hello, lovers of the beautiful game. Hello, travelers coming back to the beautiful city of angels from Leon. And of course, hello to the millions and millions of Defenders of the Bank listeners. This is episode 254, our CCL Leg 1 recap and review. And boy, I am a lot more excited now than I was in the 90 plus fifth minute. You know the movie Gone in 60 Seconds? It's amazing how many tremendous things can happen in 60 seconds if you're lucky. And clearly, if you're going to be lucky in 60 seconds, something's got to be good. And something good certainly happened today. Despite a loss, we're feeling a little relieved, mildly jovial, and super amped about Sunday. I wish we had the soundboard queued up with uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. Oh, my God. All right. So look, for just about the entire time from like the opening whistle till right before the final whistle, everything was pretty bad. We're not trying to put a positive spin on 99 points, like 724% of this match. It was it was bad, you guys. It was bad. And And I want to start our episode. No, you know what? We're going to take care of the sponsors and the important stuff first. And then I'm going to start our episode with an apology. So here we go. Uh, You guys all know we are part of the Flex family. We absolutely love our friends over at Flex. Philly has the Flex uh, work radio, I believe is what they call that, workspace radio. It is all my John Cusack moments. Yeah, you look at you. You're doing the 16 candles. Pretty flipping sweet. Uh, look, if you need anything at all for power tools, please head on over to flex power tools. We are so happy to be part of flex family. And again, I confirmed this with Rigo when we were at the Ryan Hollingshead event just a couple of days ago, you buy any tool from FlexPowerTools.com, any tool. It comes with a t- full lifetime warranty. The whole thing. I asked Rigo, I said, so Rigo, can I say on the podcast, everything pretty much except for the box. Oh. Has a full lifetime warranty, and he said yes. So why not the box? Because the box is made of cardboard. Flex power tools are made of. Oh, I thought you meant the boom box. Durable materials. No, 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 no. Like the actual box, the tools come in. <laughs> that not covered under the lifetime warranty. Everything else, please, guys. Flexpowertools.com for everything you need for your power tool needs. We are part of the Flex family, and so happy to be a part of it. What we are not happy to be doing is to continue to have to say that the Mauricio Facio futsal court fundraising effort is underway. Still, we got to get this court built. We have all kinds of reasons to donate. Look, lafc.com backslash mo hyphen Facio. I'm making it real simple today, Philly. $77, $77. There is no doubt in my mind we are not at all happy unless it's for John McCarthy, number 77, in the back of that net, $77. If you guys donate along with us each and every episode, we would have this thing funded by now. $77 for number 77, John McCarthy. I got a feeling, though, Philly, you're going to go a little bit higher than me on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. It's going to be $90.60. (laughs) 90.6 for the time stamp in which Denny scored LAFC's first ever goal in Mexico, $90.60. Yes, sir. I love it. So again, LAFC.com backslash Mo hyphen Facio. All right, here it comes. Here's the apology. This is Scarf here. And uh, I I would teach my middle schoolers to be humble. Uh, I I would say maybe the, the Mandalorian way, like don't speak unless you absolutely know. 
That was like towards the end of the episode after Grogu wound up whooping up on one of the foundlings there. I'm a nerd. Sorry. Either way, I want to apologize. If you heard one more sleep, which by the way, was just Scar Philly wasn't feeling great. If you heard one more sleep, what you heard was a lot of hubris, a lot of hubris coming from the scarf. I was sure we would win this match three, nothing. And I'm not going to lie. I got served a giant slice of humble pie by Nicolas Larcamon and the rest of Leon. Oh, a little bit of an apology. I look, here's the thing about us. When we're wrong, we step right up in front of the mic and we say how wrong we are. Unfortunately, now on YouTube, you can actually watch me say how wrong I am on this one. That was rough. And to all the supporters of Leon out there who were listening to our last podcast and were like, this guy is full of it. You were right. Sorry. As one of your closest friends and as somebody who spends a great deal of time with you, I don't believe you. I think we all need to see you grovel just a wee bit more in order for us to feel the apology. You can't just say it. You got to make us feel it, Scarf. Make it prevalent through the YouTubes. If if it would have been 2 nothing at the end of this match, you would have seen me uh, on on my knees begging for forgiveness, super apologetic. But you know what? I brought back a little bit of pride with me from the watch party that we were at at BMO because of Denny Bowanga. More on that in a little bit. But it, look, I, I can say I was wrong. Uh, Philly. Speaking of pride, June 1st. Pride Month begins. Pride Month is in an hour and three minutes. If you think it kicks off right there at midnight, June 1st, every day can be pride month though everyone can be an ally everyone can be a supporter uh but that being said philly uh news and notes before this day in lafc history because uh, look very rarely does news break that's this big in the world of lafc and i mean a massive surprise broke late last night philly lafc signs zava (laughs) you got me You got me. For those who have no clue what the sad, sorry scarf is saying. Ooh, how do you like that for an alliteration? I didn't even think about that. Zava is a character. Zava is a character from the show Ted Lasso. If you haven't seen it, then you have no idea what in the heck we're talking about. But if you have, Zava is a character that is modeled after one Zlatan Ibrahimovic and one Eric Cantona. And so... Unlike Zlatan Ibrahimovic, when his career, Zava, ended and he tended to his Zavocado farm, he got bored and decided to come to Major League Soccer. But as a head to that team down the 110, Zava decided to play in BMO Stadium rather than the Digs. So that was fun. And for all of you out there, Stephanie and uh, Evan in particular, who shared the photo with us, appreciate it. Because I'll be honest, when I watched the show, I didn't catch that. Until somebody posted about it in our chat, the fact that somebody has the wherewithal to pay that much attention to the fine print blows my mind. I could have gone forever, never knowing that, but kudos to everybody that picked that out. Zava is black and gold. And I like the little jab at Los Angelinos, right? When they said they love avocado toast there. He's totally right. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We do love avocado toast here. I resemble that remark. So, uh, look, it, it, we'll say this again, and then we'll, we'll drop it for a little bit. But Ted Lasso is one of the greatest things to ever come into our lives. If you have not seen the three seasons of Ted Lasso, yes, the last episode, a little predictable. I cried twice. But that being said, uh, make sure you're watching Ted Lasso. All right, Philly, let's get right into it. Look, what we're trying to do, people here, is we're trying to lighten the mood, right? It was, It was awful for the first 95 minutes of this match. It was awful. I mean, simply awful. But... Again, there's a chance. So let's get into what we do this day in LAFC history, followed by a few news and notes, the Angel City Minute and LAFC 2 looking. This day in LAFC history, we are recording this surprisingly still on May 31st. It's only 11 o'clock. Let's see how we do on this one. LAFC partnered with the University of Phoenix as their official education partner on May 31st, 2019. University of Phoenix would go on to sponsor, of course, LAFC's famous Falcon flight before each home match. Shout out to Ken and everybody else in the McNook family. We love you all so much. Of course, the Falcon flight is the staple 
of our pre-match festivities first at Bank of California Stadium, now at BMO. But in case you're listening to this tomorrow, because it probably won't come out until June 1st, one of my favorite all-time away days. Philly, you were there too. I believe you were there too. This is one that we actually, oh, were you Were you in Portland? Now I'm going to feel bad. Was it just Panda? It was just Panda. It was Panda, right? In 2019? When we when when, we when somebody stole that one dude's hat and you yeah. were to fight him, and then Mo of all people, rest in peace, Mo pulled you away. You mean that yeah. trip? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Okay, Thank you good. very much. I, I wanted to make sure. I was like, okay, because guys, we've taken so many trips. The three of us, Phillies had like something to do, or he he makes up some excuse like, oh, my appendix burst, or oh, I have to go to Italy or whatever and avoid COVID, whatever. But look, either way. Jeez, or in my case, bring it back. I know, right? Uh, June 1st, 2019, one of my favorite all-time away days as we defeated the Portland Timbers 3-2 in the first game at their newly remodeled Providence Park. It was Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, and Latif Blessing with the goals. And crazily enough, Philly, June 1st that year was when Carlos Vela scored his 16th goal of the MLS season, setting a new record at the time for Mexican-born players in an MLS season. He was unreal. And oh, by the way, Tyler Miller got called into the U.S. men's national team camp ahead of their game against Jamaica on June 5th, along with Walker. That is this day in LAFC history. Philly, we uh, we have to change our calendars again. Again. Yep. For those wanting to go to the game against Atlanta United, I do pay very close attention. Because it's not the way it originally was scheduled. The game against Atlanta United, which was supposed to be this Saturday, June the 3rd, is going to be next Wednesday, a week from today. Next hump day, June the 7th at 7.30. Oh, not another hump day game. Oi, but hey, you know, we're, we have champagne problems right now. Dom Perignon dreams and Moet melees. Um... Yeah, that's what happens. The schedule got reconfigured because of, well, the CCL and the U.S. Open Cup. So if you're going to be at BMO Stadium on Saturday, you are going to be very depressed and lonely because nobody is going to be there with you, and we're all going to laugh at you. No, we're not. We might console each other in sympathy and have a couple of drinks on Christmas Tree Lane. But, yes, uh, don't be at BMO on Saturday. Be there uh, on Sunday because we have leg two, and then come back for Atlanta United on Wednesday, June the 7th. You know where they should be on Saturday, though, Philly? They should be down at Titan Stadium, as LAFC 2 nice has segue. a match rescheduled for Saturday, June 3rd. They were supposed to play on the 4th. Now they're going to play on the 3rd. So, look, you want to get a little soccer in, a little, little appetizer before the big match on the 4th, head down to Titan Stadium. We're playing uh, Houston 2, Dynamo 2, I think. Uh, Titan Stadium, June 3rd, 7 p.m., originally scheduled <laughs> June 4th, so June 3rd. Look, LAFC 2, unfortunately, uh, lost in PKs yet again, this time to the Tacoma Defiance. They kept all the players from Tacoma off the score sheet, but unfortunately, Noah Dallenmeyer with an own goal before Christian Torres scored a goal in the, I think it's the 81st minute, but the boys' run of bad luck in PKs continued, losing 3-1. So uh, only the one point, but hey, we got a point. So we'll take that. Uh, Philly, six years, six years, LAFC supporters, and maybe even a seventh. I think we, I don't know, maybe a seventh, but six years for sure. LAFC supporters have had the chance to buy Carlos Vela jerseys. Six years. How in the heck is it still the case that according to MajorLeagueSoccerSoccer.com, Carlos Vela is still number one, number one in Jersey sales in all of MLS. Number one, Philly. Number one. Yeah. And somewhere closer to 20 is Danny Buanga, smack dab in the middle of Orlando City's Facundo Torres and Seattle Sounders' Nico Ladero. How is the Golden Boot leader and the leading scorer in the CONCACAF Champions League under Facundo Torres? We need to start helping that number rise. D.Buanga, number 99. And I'm still kind of puzzled. 
I'm, you know, what they say of a, of an advanced age, as are you, hence your grades, and hence why I am the platinum-colored-haired flamingo. But with names that aren't very common, like Bogush, like uh, Palencia, like uh, Buanga, somebody inform me why the, init- the, why the <laughs> initial of the first name dot the last name, especially when it's not common. If it's Smith, I get it. If it's Johnson, I get it. Bawanga, Palencia, Bogush, not very common names in Major League Soccer. I think it's a player personal uh, personal choice thing. Uh, we'll see. I mean, look, we've seen everything on the back. From, you put T.Scarf on yours? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I We saw Dio with just Dio on there for a while. That was He's got a thing cool. where he asked people what he should do, whether it be Dio or Diamande. Like, I've got a Dio. 99 back in there somewhere yep. but it's yep, youtube you know, and i can't wear that anymore because we're sponsored by flex what he should do is leave toronto by the way if he's asking <laughs> people what to do at this point but all right so number one in jersey sales denny boanga number 16 those are the only two from lafc in the top 20 congrats by the way to sergey palencia you just mentioned him he's getting a little bit of love on mlssoccer.com jonathan siegel of mlssoccer.com just penned an article on 10 players who deserve more hype and included in that article is one Sergi Palencia describes him as incredibly versatile and a Jack of all trades defender. No kidding. Sergi yeah. Palencia was really, really good today too, by the way, except for one moment where he went to ground and we are going to talk about that. A little he got bit an assist. Who cares? Good Lord. Uh, yeah. It's clear. Sergi is getting noticed for his role on LAFC this season. So congrats. ACFC Philly has had a bit of a rough go. They've played two matches since our last episode, losing 4-1 to OL Reign at Lumen Field and then losing 3-2 to Portland at Providence Park. Look, they're they're just not very good right now. Uh, they head home to take on the pride of East Islip, New York. Kerry Ricaro is coming back to BMO, the Chicago Red Stars, June 5th. So Philly. We've got Titan Stadium, June 3rd, LAFC 2. We've got the big one, June 4th, at BMO, Leon, LAFC. And then June 5th, it's three straight days of football, ACFC, 7 o'clock. Oh, that's right. And uh, it's a matchup of uh, two teams kind of trying to save their seasons. Angel City is 10th, Chicago is 11th. Uh, ACFC now five points back of a playoff spot and unfortunately just three points shy of what we are now going to call the Carson or the wooden spoon. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right, let's rip off the bandaid. This was rough. This was rough. We all know, we all know our history against Leon 2020. We go to Leon. They beat us two nothing pretty handily. I watched Bryce Duke get shook in the warm-up lines as Leon's fans started cheering. It was rough. Our first real away match, our first away match period, or excuse me, international away match, first match in Mexico, and we looked like it. We played like it. It, it was rough. But again, that was a team, if I remember correctly, right? Was that Kenneth Vermeer was on that team, starting goalie? We had a very, Dayan Jakovic was there on the back line. Look, all due respect to those guys. Adrian Perez was our first striker off the bench. And you guys know how I love me some Adrian Perez, but uh, it's safe to say our talent level has gone up exponentially, but we fell two nothing in Mexico last time. And Philly, I'll be totally honest. It looked and felt like it was going to be more of the same in 2023. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. Although that game seemed a heck of a lot closer back in 2020. We may be more talented right now. We didn't have as high of expectations back in 2020, but this time around, it's completely different. Now, we don't expect, kind of like how Conor McGregor said, we're not here to you know participate, we're here to take over. It's exactly how we feel, yeah. fast forwarding three years later. And while the Flying Dutchman of Kenneth Vermeer and co. didn't necessarily do their thing, it was a bit more of a competitive match because there were goals scored by Leon in each half, not two in the first half, not back-breaking goals. I mean, it took that late post-80th-minute goal by Angel Mena to really break LAFC's back down at Estadio Leon, but we certainly turned some things around. You want to talk about a couple of cool bits of history before we get into the lineup? Here's a couple of fun facts for you. One, LAFC, the only MLS club to appear twice in the Champions League final. Pretty darn cool. Uh, LAFC, 
This season, and thanks to LAFC PR for giving us these stats, outscoring opponents 14 goals to three in the three rounds of the competition to get to the final. We score a lot. We don't allow a lot. Pretty neat. Denny Bowanga, six goals, three assists coming into this game. Carlos Vela leading LAFC with eight goals, uh, five in 2020 and three in 2023. And in one season, one CONCACAF Champions League year, Denny Bowanga is on track to even beat that. Pretty darn incredible. Uh, spoiler alert, he scored his seventh today. So those are a couple of fun tidbits of history. Now let's get into the lineup. Let's get down to business and see if we can do the unthinkable scarf. And that's an episode of Defenders in less than 60 minutes. I like it. Look, Leon doing their best impersonation of LAFC. In fact, They've now made it in 2020, 2021, 2022, and here they are in 2023 into the Champions League, and they're trying to do something they really haven't done in 30 years when it was called the Champions Cup was the last time they got this far. I think a little bit more has to be made of the fact that it was in the mid-80s at kickoff and they are playing 6,000 feet up at Estadio Leon. Uh, it's, it's not an easy environment to play in. Uh, I, I was in the stadium. I can tell you that altitude is a very, very real thing there in Guanajuato in the middle of, uh, of that beautiful city there at Estadio Leon. And look, this is a club that's obviously experienced playing at that altitude. That's where they practice. That's where they train. That's where they play their home matches and anything else is probably an easier go of it for them. And I don't think maybe nearly enough was made of that. Although, I mean, first 10, 15 minutes or so, we, we looked pretty good. But let's get into lineups. Uh, first, uh, Nicholas Larcamon, 38-year-old head coach. <laughs> he's very, very good. And, and younger uh, than both of us. He's too. younger than both of us. I was talking to our buddy Lalo, and there's a great article, by the way, that I was reading on The Athletic that talks all about Nicolas Larcamon and his philosophy, his playing style, his formation. And Jesus, I read the article. I wish I would have read the article before the match because talk about a guy playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. That's exactly what it felt like after reading that article in The Athletic. Head on over if you have a subscription to The Athletic and read this article on Nicolas Larcamon. You saw it for 95 minutes. You absolutely saw it for 95 minutes. It was an incredible tactical display. He he really, one of the very few times that I felt like, all right, Dolo was trying to push all the right buttons, but he kind of knew how to push right back. It was it was an incredible job by Nicholas Larcamon, although I do believe what Dolo did throughout the rest of the match really helped. But goalkeeper Rodolfo Cota, death, Taxes and Rodolfo Cota starting in goal for Leon. He has started now 43 straight matches for Leon in the 2022-2023 season. No other keeper has played a minute in this last iteration of a Leon season. Dude is look, he didn't have to do much today, that's for damn sure. But uh he is he is, if nothing else, dependable and healthy. Defender William Tessio, who I don't like very much anymore. Defender Adonis Frias. Defender Jaime Barrero is their three-man back line. Four in the midfield with Jairo Moreno, Lucas Romero, Fidel Ambriz, and midfielder Ivan Moreno. And at forwards, Victor Davila, 13 goals coming into the match. Their leading scorer on the season. Jose Alvarado all the way up top. And a player who, Philly, we got to put him on the list now. There with Jeremy Abobasi, there with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, those LAFC killers on Hell Mania. He scored against us in 2020. And look, you already let one goal out of the bag. I'm going to let another. The teammate of Cheeky and Sifu on the Ecuadorian national team scored against us today. Ugh. Let's get into LAFC's lineup. Yep, just real quick, out of the Leon players that were going to be featuring, you had one, two, three, four, five, six of them that were on that 2020 team. Yeah, you didn't have that many LAFC players coming back. Kota, you mentioned Jose Rodriguez, Angel Mena, uh, William Tosillo, the Capitan, uh, Barrero, and Osvaldo Rodriguez. These are all players that played against LAFC back in the CCL in 2020, and they did return. As far as LAFC is concerned, 
the big omission would be that of Jesus David Maria, partially because, you know, he took a knock, but more so because he had yellow card accumulation in that last round against the Philadelphia Union. And also, Giorgio Chiellini did not make the trip. For those of you who are worried that Danny Bowanga didn't make it, oh, he certainly made it. So starting in between the pipes, arguably our best player this evening, John McCarthy. Our back line consisting of Ryan Hollingshead, Daniil Maldonado, Aaron Long, Cheeky Palacios, midfield, Jose Cifuentes. Stop thinking about that haggis in Glasgow, my man. Ilya Sanchez, Timothy Tillman. You know he's going to get booed for his comments in the presser. Uh, and then Carlos Vela, Denny Buanga, and no surprise, we accurately predicted this, Quadwo Mahala Opoku starting up top. The bench, you've got Eldon, you've got Stipe, you've got Daniel Crisostomo, Eric Duenas, Mati Bogush, Kellen Acosta back making the trip, Nathan Ordaz, the pelvis himself, Julian Gaines, and Sergi Palencia, who had a phenomenal game. That is your LAFC team. Look, we, by the way, first of all, we had a really fun time on the Superpod with all of the other LAFC podcasts that we included or that we, that we all worked together on. It was really, really fun. I got to host it. You were a panelist on it. It was, dude, it was such a good time. And I, my favorite part of it, other than obviously three Hello Kitty showing up to gang up on me at once, those jerks. It's incredible. It almost uh, was four if Joseph Zacker would have gotten off his chair. My, uh, my favorite part of it was which player outside of the starting 11 do you think would make an impact? And I can't wait to talk about pretty much everyone's answer uh, when we get a little bit farther on into the match. Uh, Philly, one minute and 44 seconds into the match. Mahala. A save by Kota, and that would be our only shot on goal in the half. One minute, 44 seconds. When I said, when Philly said, when we said that this game sucked for the first 95 minutes, there's no hyperbole. There's no exaggeration. It was pretty bad. And in the entire first half, in the second minute, we got our only shot on goal. And then it became, thank God for John McCarthy and pray. That's the entire first half. Yeah. You're, you, as far as LAFC is concerned, you're right. A really good start to the team that has the MLS team that has the best start as a defending champion in league history. Yeah. That was our shot. And then, well, Fifth minute, Mahala into Tillman. He hits it above the crossbar. It wasn't a shot on target scarf, but it was still a scarf. A scarf? A scarf. <laughs> it was still it was a, a shot. Wasn't the 80s. <laughs> I'm a scarf. It was still a bufanda. Those uh, are scarves. Oh, All right, I'm so <laughs> no, that's funny. Those things over there on your screen are scarves. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Bufandas and five. Uh, yeah, yeah. That stuff. Yeah, I mean, what was crazy, though, so J-Mac has a big save uh, off of a clean look by Alvarado. Good ball movement in the box. J-Mac gets his big old Philadelphia Union pause on there. And I'm going to say Philadelphia Union because that's where he came from. I should probably retract my statement, get rid of the term Union, and go Philly pause. Eh, no, that even sounds weird. J-Mac got a glove on it, right? And that sets up a corner. But in between that, you had a really interesting development. You had Moreno coming out early. This is one of their best players, one of their best players coming out. And so Scarf and I were looking at each other like, oh, my God, like, this is fantastic. This is good news. They're taking out their best player. But suffice to say, off of a corner, eight minutes in, unfortunately, uh, we uh, Timothy Tillman gets Sean Kempt by Leon Captain William Tessio as he skies above him. Hits a header past John McCarthy, and you hear the roar at the Stadio Leon. That not only was the first goal of the game, but that was the first ever header conceded in all competitions this season by LAFC. And while we got off to a really good start, 180 seconds or so into the game, it kind of unraveled for us a bit in the eighth minute. Yeah, look, a couple things. Uh, let's back up. Yair Moreno coming off was massive. Apparently he was dealing with something coming into the match and he felt eight minutes in. This is a player, five assists out of the back line, 
for Leon and, and really a player that I compared on the one more sleep to Cheeky Palacios. How involved Cheeky usually is for us on the offensive end is the way they use Aaron Moreno. But uh, that was really big that he came out. Look, John McCarthy with an excellent save to poke this ball out of bounds. Uh, Jose Cifuentes absolutely fell asleep, which led to this corner. And, and I know a lot of you out there Googling who Sean Kemp is right now because Philly and I loved watching Sean Kemp, but uh, I don't know. Uh, not really somebody on your radars. Go watch Sean Kemp, please. His highlights are unreal if you're a Gary basketball Payton, fan. Sean Kemp, Xavier McDaniel, Detlef Schramm. Those were really fun Seattle Sonics teams. Seattle needs a basketball team. Anyways, William Tassio, uh, I felt bad because Philly, which, which player from LAFC do you think uh, – probably got himself the most amount of notice from what he said in the press conferences leading up to this match. Suffice to say, do you think karma played a factor in the, in, in that Timothy Tillman getting dunked on Sean yeah. Kemp? Yeah, probably not. He probably didn't mean it literal for little look, but some, something you probably learned from Ted Lasso is that Dutch people are very blunt. Uh, but so are Germans. Germans are going to be blunt. Things might have gotten lost in translation, but look, it, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and I completely understand it. If you believe in karma, cool. If there's one thing that is on this planet that is real, and that's physics. Every action causes an equal, if not bigger, reaction. So with Timothy Tillman's words, I'm sure that uh, Nicholas Larcamon heard this and had everybody else in the locker room hear it too. And so... I don't know. And Call it physics that Timothy Tillman got dunked on on that play. And look, let's be real. What Timothy Tillman was trying to say is that typically Liga MX teams are more physical than MLS teams. And he's not wrong. Like that? Right? No. He's not wrong. But what he said was like when they, they don't really play a tactical style, that's true for some Liga MX teams. Sure. Some Liga MX teams just want to go up and, and, and throw their bodies around and beat you up. But this Nicholas Larcamon-led Leon team, holy crap, were they tactical. Carved us up left and right. This is not that team, Timothy Tillman. And I think, and I've got some thoughts on this at the end of the match, I think Timothy Tillman, along with many, many others, learned their lesson just like Scarf did going into the match. So, look, uh, at this point, across... Uh, into the box in the 10th minute and Leon kind of looked like they were off to the races again. Cheeky Palacios had to do very, very well to head this ball out for a corner. And then Daniel Maldonado had to do very, very well to head a ball out for a corner. And then on another corner, John McCarthy with a pretty easy save, but Leon with the high, I mean, it was just downhill for a little bit. But in, in the 14th minute, we saw a little bit of a glimmer of hope. What we saw is that Mahala was faster than the man marking him on the right side. So Mahala got behind the defense, but his centering pass, unfortunately, just wasn't there once he turned the corner. He, look, I love Mahala. It's not known for his soft touch on his passes, but at least we could start exploiting something on that left side. And then, look, kind of, a, kind of an interesting moment. 18th minute, they installed those cameras over the top of the pitch on those wires. And I've never seen it before, but John McCarthy took a goal kick and drilled that wire. So the ball came all the way back to John McCarthy for a drop ball. Thought that was kind of kind of neat. I hadn't seen that uh, before. But Philly, just a couple of minutes later, John McCarthy getting himself into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, 24th minute, shot in the box. He couldn't get a grip on it. But thankfully, and I said this on our quick little uh Instagram live hit at the conclusion of this game. Daniil Maldonado made a hell of a play getting in there, boxing out peeps, getting people out of the way, and then skirting a ball that ended up getting booted out of Ilias, by Ilias Sanchez and out of danger. That was a very close call. And we would see several very close calls. 26 minute Hernandez with a shot that, that's wide. 29, we're talking about Daniil. He gets taken out, making a great defensive play, uh, but Thankfully, he was up. Uh, he would be down later on, and hopefully he doesn't have retina issues. 31st minute, Hernandez to Davila. Back to Hernandez. Really good give-and-go, tiki-taka type play. He takes a shot, and it just goes wide. If you look at the ESPN commentary, it says it hit the post. I didn't see any post get hit on that because then it wouldn't have gone out of play like it did. That was very, very close to being the second goal of the game, and we've been 
getting hit left and right. Multiple shots, multiple shots on target, multiple saves by John McCarthy. Leon pressuring our back line, forcing turnovers, forcing throw-ins. Really, they came out blitzing the hell out of LAFC. And you had to wonder at that moment of the game, how long would they be able to keep up this run of form having not played for three and a half weeks? Well, the answer was 90 plus five minutes. But that being said, Philly, uh, look, we know Ryan Hollingshead listens to our podcast. We, we've talked to him about it. And and we are massive fans of Ryan Hollingshead. But I think when Ryan Hollingshead lays his uh, head down the, on the pillow tonight, whether that's in uh, Leon, right? Actually, they probably got off the plane, right? They're they're already they're probably already close to, already close to being back home at this point. I think when Ryan Hollingshead replays this match in his head, going to ground a couple of times that he did, getting beat a couple of times that he did, I am I am really looking forward to the response on June fourth because Ryan did not have a good game and it 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 didn't start necessarily here in the thirty first minute, but he got absolutely undressed. By Davila at that point, and, and that was rough. Uh, just a minute later, though, Denis Bawanga takes a, a cleat scraping to the to the knee or the shin or the thigh. Yellow card on Tosio. So I, I think Tosio was trying to do it the old uh, what Gordy Howe hat trick, right? A, a goal assist and in a fight, right? That used to be a. Uh, this was a, a goal and a yellow card already Hockey. for Tosio after just thirty three minutes. And look, uh, I. I loved the play in the 36th minute. It was one of the few bright moments for Jose Cifuentes after a beautiful flick-on pass by Denis Bawanga. He kind of sprung Sifu. But this is where I need Sifu to be a little more selfish. He tried to cut it all the way back behind in what was kind of a difficult pass for Mahala. Unfortunately, the pass was just behind Mahala. And then, uh, unfortunately, just, just couldn't make it happen. Really frustrating. And I mean, it was like, what, twice in the next couple minutes that he and Mahala just can't hook up. And you mentioned it, man. His mind, his thoughts, Rangers wants him. We know Rangers wants him. We're 100% positive he wants to be in Europe. Can can you just, Sifu, we need 90 minutes from you against Leon. I don't care what you do the rest of the season. But we need you to be ready for 90. Hopefully, Kellen Acosta will be healthy, but we need you, buddy. No, I would agree. I, I'm really hoping for a, a fully healthy Kellen Acosta because yeah. I would like to see him back in the midfield. I love Sifu, but he's just doing things just differently this year. Last year, he started out a good portion of the season red hot. Same with the year before. Made his, made his way to the World Cup with Ecuador. Got himself a couple of minutes. Like He's worth the opportunity to go over and play for Rangers. And Rangers is a huge club. If you look in the history of European football, you can think that it was incredible that Bayern Munich won their 11th straight Bundesliga title. And now they've got 33 German domestic trophies. You could go to Manchester United and say they've got 20 between the Premier League and what was beforehand. But Rangers has more than anybody globally. We're talking 55 trophies, man. 55 domestic trophies. It's, I mean, trophies, period. It's just incredible what they have. And he's going to be going to a big club and representing there. But uh, we'd like a couple of trophies here too, before you go, we do have a shield. We do have a pretty Western conference champion trophy. We got our first MLS cup, but we need you in this game to enable us to win that champions league trophy this Sunday. I'm with you. He needs to give it his all. There are moments in which I feel like he just completely lapses or, uh, or he just, I'm not going to pick on C. Fuentes. Uh, you talked about Ryan Holling said, quite honestly, a lot of the players on our team did not have a great game. But like you, I'd like to see a little bit more out of Jose C. Fuentes since he's going to be our representation in the Scottish Premier League if and when that happens. Yeah, no more Christian Ramirez over at Aberdeen. And uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's back on Columbus crew. There's only two teams in the Scottish Prem anyway. That's for sure. Uh, Three, look, brother. Three. Celtic and Aberdeen. Uh, Celtic. Uh, stoppage time, three minutes. You and I, Philly, we're like, all right, we just got to get to the locker room, one nothing. We just got to get to the locker room, one nothing. I mentioned it, man. One of the very few things that has plagued us all season are these stupid handballs in the box. See Kellen Acosta against Philadelphia. And look, they showed a perfect angle where the ball was headed down right onto Ryan Hollingshead's arm that was outstretched in an unnatural position. 
I do not, this is Scarf here, I do not disagree with the call. Uh, I it was it looked absolutely like a handball. We were watching it on the biggest screen I will ever watch a soccer match on. And they showed it pretty clear as day. The ball headed down and then off of Ryan Hollingshead ar- Hollingshead's arm in an unnatural position. And uh our our hearts sunk. I, I got to give John McCarthy again. I know he didn't save it, but he but he did get fingertips on it, I believe is what they said. But an absolutely perfect, perfect penalty taken by Angel Mena. He's he's really, really good, and he is becoming an LAFC killer. Philly, I thought that the goal by Angel Mena in the 88th minute against us in 2020 was going to be the backbreaker because it was just one of those that we come home down one nothing. There's there's light, right? You can see a path. All it takes is one moment of brilliance, and we got plenty of brilliant players out there to do it. I I honestly I thought this was worse even than that goal because it really capped off a dominating first half by Leon. Leon was outstanding, and you mentioned Angel Mena. Look, as per the broadcast, he was 26 out of 27 in PK conversions. <laughs> uh, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Now. He is 27 for 28. His shot, a rocket. John McCarthy chose the right direction, and from the replay, it looks like he actually came very close to it, and that's the beauty of John McCarthy. He usually gets pretty darn close. Uh, He stops more during uh, PK shootouts than he does during in-game play, but he got close there. But an inevitable goal, automatic when Mena steps up 11 meters, 12 yards away. And look, we can't color it any real way. It was a crap. First half, absolute crap. I mean, Leon had 10 shots to our three. They had four on target to our one. They they dominated possession. They were much better passing. They had plenty of corner opportunities. Uh, we were tied for yellow cards. That's kind of cool. But we barely had them in any stats. Not in aerials, not in dribble success, not long balls. The only thing that we actually beat them in was we had more clearances because they were in the box uh, very often, I'll give you another stat after that in a second. And then John McCarthy had more saves than Kota. I mentioned we had more clearances, but Leon recorded, and this is as per OptiJack. Shout out to them on Twitter. Make sure you check them out. Leon recorded 28 touches in LAFC's box in the first 45 minutes of the game. That is the most amount of touches in the box that LAFC has allowed any club in the history of our franchise dating back, whoa, well, not that many years, April of 2018, 28 touches in the first half, 10 shots, four on target. We're lucky to be in a scenario where we're only down two to nil. There was that moment I said that there was a shot that went wide. That should have been three. A much more potent and clinical striker would have made that three. But yeah, crap first half, and I'd say we were really lucky to only be down two to nil. Philly, you know how many times you just said touches in the box, and I was so upset about that stat, I didn't even get out of giggity. That's how upset I am about that stat. That was <laughs> uh, when I saw that from OptiJack. I was like, "Yep, that that's what it felt like. It it felt like we were getting our butts just handed to us left and right." I mean, look, what I was really hoping for, what I was looking forward to, Philly, is Dolo going into the half, into the locker room, into the lab, and making those right moves, pressing those right buttons. We knew something would happen right at about the hour mark, right? But, man, Philly, Carlos Vela missing a touch on a perfect ball in the 53rd minute was really the the best chance that we had. Uh, we, did get a, we did get a corner, and Timothy Tillman put it into the box early on, 50th minute, but... That just led to a Leon counter. So Carlos Vela missing that opportunity in the 53rd. We need that dog Carlos Vela for these next 90 minutes. We don't need the Carlos Vela that we had here today. Although, although, more on him in a minute. But Philly, in the 58th minute, it, it started to have to become the John McCarthy show because, again, Ryan Hollingshead went to ground. And, again, he got beat on his side. And another perfect cross And I said it in my notes and Stu Holden even said, we might be looking at this moment in the 58th minute as a time where John McCarthy's save saves the entire Champions League hopes for LAFC. Little did we know that John McCarthy would come up even bigger 
a little bit later on in Philly at that hour mark. That's when Dolo started pressing buttons. Yeah, it was uh, that big save by J-Mac was uh, was done on a shot by Angel uh, pain in our ass Mena, that, that, that guy again. 60th minute, minute, we hit our subs, Ryan Holling said, and Mahala out. Mahala looked good the first like 10, 12 or so minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he kind of faded in. Uh, in we have Stipe Buke and Sergi Palencia which uh, these guys would come up pretty big and they would turn things around. So big subs for LAFC. Unfortunately, a minute after so coming into the game, Palencia looked like a mongoose on ice skates. As he gets his ankle broken, we have a great cross into the box that thankfully catches the wrong side of it. I believe it was on Helmena's head. And uh, that was another instance in which we could have gone down another goal because had it hit the right side of his head, I don't think J-Mac's making that save. Not great. Mongoose on ice skates. I need to get a drawing of that. Dude, we just talked about Ryan Hollingshead going to ground a couple of times and looking terrible. And what the heck does Sergey Palencia do as soon as he comes in? He does his best Ryan Hollingshead impersonation in this match. He goes to ground. And then on Helmania, right there, somehow pushing it wide. And I just love what Stu Holden said. Right after that happened, he goes, this is just not like LAFC. And he's absolutely right. I'll say this. The one thing that I think helped us out with this 24-day layoff for Leon Philly is that in the 63rd minute, Angel Mania has to come off. He was just gassed. He was tired. And I thought that was massive for us, getting Angel Mania out of that match. 64th minute, Philly. The 64th minute. We get our second shot on target of the entire match all the way back in one minute 44 seconds it's timothy tillman and stipe buke and it's saved because he couldn't really get air on it there in that bottom corner but hell at least we got something on goal goodness gracious and i think we saw a little bit of a layoff trouble a little bit of a a, a fatigue issue with Ilya sanchez he comes off in the 68th minute so philly here we are with 20 minutes left or so in the match and we just subbed on Stipe Buke, Sergi Palencia, and now Mati Bogush for the stretch run. This is unreal who we have here for the stretch run. Look, I, I had to go pee right at about the 70th minute, so I missed a couple of minutes of time. Uh, I, I don't know how much you want to go over all the way through the 77th minute, but I know that... It's got to be on Sports Center at some point. It's clearly the play of the match. And, and I'm going to say this, that we haven't done this in a while, Philly. To me, it was our wait. What moment of this match? John McCarthy is an octopus. <laughs> I don't know if they create octopi or octopuses. Uh, I don't know what the plural term for that is. In Philadelphia. But you can certainly say that he had eight or so arms because within seconds of each other, he stops a shot by Campbell, and then right away another one by Oswaldo Rodriguez. J-Mac coming up huge in this game. You talked about Stu Holden's statement. I mean, this is another example, like you said, 77 minutes, J-Mac coming up huge. And this is after he ends up taking like a knee to the head, like, you know, earlier on in the game. I mean, this kid is so stinking tough. And I mean, he's... I said it time and time again, he's he's earned his starting spot. There's no question that he is our starter going forward. I love Maxime Cripo, but I think until John has a rather eh run of form, even with a healthy Cripo, you keep J-Mac into this game. He is playing some of the best football of his career. Came up so big for us. J-Mac, if you can hear us, listen to this pod, I owe you a beer, brother. He was incredible tonight. John McCarthy was, look, there's no doubt. I don't care what happens in the second leg of this match. John McCarthy. I, mean, I kind of do. I want to win. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know that. But John McCarthy has locked up the golden gloves for this tournament. Uh, I don't know. Maybe even before this match. But those two saves back to back. John McCarthy. I, look, I, I, I say this to, to Nina. I say it to you on occasion. Uh-oh. I, I, I love you, buddy. I love you, John McCarthy. Thank you. Thank you. Because without those two saves, we are we're despondent after this match. We are absolutely despondent. Look, still 
LAFC generating some better chances uh, in the 83rd minute. We almost had a, a scarf goal-ish, I guess. The cross goes all the way through the box. Couldn't find anybody. I, I love, I love the trust that Steve Chirondolo has in these young kids, man. Timothy Tillman, who did not have a good game. Timothy Tillman comes off in the 85th minute, and Eric Duenas, here he is again, playing in a Champions League final at the age of 18, academy kid. Uh, I thought it was really cool, right, that Stu Holden even kind of knew the story, right? Um, I, whoever asked that question in the press conference, man, that's sure getting its rounds on the end. Oh, wait, that was me. I asked the question. What it was like for Eric Duenas to, to be able to have come as far as he has in as short of a time as he has. And, and he talked about, man, he was – 11 and 12 years old, 12 years old, I should say, in the 32-52. He was in the stands, and now he's up playing in front of them. And just so proud of this kid. Uh, Davila came out as well in the 85th minute. Uh, Philly, we go to stoppage time, and it just still didn't look good, especially in the second minute. Thank goodness for a foul call. Yeah, we had a header that came in, uh, and Osvaldo Rodriguez rode Sergi Palencia much like an Aussie rules footballer would jump on top of the shoulders of a defender. And if you haven't checked out the highlights on Aussie rules football, it's just pure, beautiful chaos. I've got an Aussie rules football back there. I don't understand the darn game, but Oswaldo Rodriguez got as close to playing Aussie rules football as anybody in major league soccer or the CONCACAF champions league or Liga Amekis. And you didn't think we would get bailed out by the officials. You never want to leave it into the hands of the officials. They were allowing Leon to be quite physical with us. I mean, you can go back to like the 30th or so minute in the first half where Denny Buanga clearly got fouled. Yeah. Nothing went on there. Uh, and obviously that handball didn't do us any favors when we, uh, the officials looked at VAR. But in this case, and there was no question, we certainly got bailed out on that play. A worse official, a uh, a.k.a. pro official, and that's uh, the pretty rancid officiating service that we see here in Major League Soccer, might not have made that call. And you would think, if you believe in karma, in physics, that maybe, just maybe, this would give us that little glimmer of hope because when all was lost, when we all thought we would come back to BMO needing a Herculean effort, something special happened on that play. And I think the entire trajectory and the scope of this game changed in that magnificent moment. Well, and let me say this. The referee, the fourth official, signaled for four minutes of stoppage time. Four. Luckily-ish... Right. There was a review. And, and I want to say this. The referee called that foul right away. Yep. Um, so it, it was it was a clear call, called it right away, second minute. Uh, there was a, a little bit of a, a review in the fifth minute for offside on a buildup after Stipe Buke to Sergi Palencia, but offside was clearly the right call. There was and and you thought, okay, on the goal kick. We're approaching the sixth minute of what was supposed to be four minutes of stoppage time. And and look, every now and then in this match, we were guilty of looking at the referee, waiting for a foul call that was never going to come and kind of stopped playing. And a few times, Leon took it right back the other way, down our throats and countered. Well, we, for the first time in the match, were beneficiaries, a no call on that right sideline, and one has to wonder if it was anybody else other than the captain, Carlos Vela, if we would have kept playing or if we would have maybe argued or something, but there was nothing to argue. Carlos Vela kept it and kept the play going down that right sideline, finding Sergi Palencia. Sergi Palencia brings it all the way down to the top of the box on the right side and a perfect cross and I, and I watched it over and over again from a couple of different angles. Apparently, Mati Bogush got a little flick on a back heel. He was making a dummy run to the front post, to the near post, as Denny Bawanga came in behind. And he got a little bit of a flick on it. I don't know if it had anything to do with why Denny was able to get to the ball. 
But Denny Bawanga, not back post, but right dead center, is able to get on the other end of it. And look, we were at BMO Stadium at a watch party. It was amazing. I saw footage on the internet of other watch parties all around Southern California. I can't imagine what the 500 of you that were in Leon, in the cage over there, experienced. And, and by the way, I saw what Denny Bawanga experienced after he scored that goal. Did you see that? Got drilled in the chest with a full beer cup, and he was loving it. And it was an incredible goal. You mentioned it. You let the cat out of the bag when we were describing the match. That is now seven goals for Denny Bawanga in this Champions League alone. The LAFC record, as you mentioned, is eight, but Denny's done it in one Champions League Philly, if not for Denny Bawanga, we are depressed. You could say that all season long. He leads <laughs> all players in the Champions League with goals. He leads everybody in Major League Soccer with goals. Denny in all competitions is what? 17 goals. Uh, you mentioned earlier on in uh, this day in LAFC history, Carlos Vela's 16 goals at the same time period. Denny is having a remarkable season. He may beat Carlos Vela's record. I, I I don't know, but you 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 mentioned the captain connecting with Sergi. I have to mention that Daniel Maldonado absolutely megged his defender, and why that was such an important play is because our passing wasn't crisp. Scarf, we were turning the ball over, a lot of mistimed passes, a lot of mistimed runs. We were really sloppy connecting with each other from the back line of the midfield and of course up top. But that was the best sequence, the best couple of passes that you could have seen that ended up in a positive result. And it all starts with Daniil. Say what you want about his game. I know you in particular are a little shaky about him, not convinced, but he does make some really good plays. I wasn't too keen on him going down and allowing a, a Leon counter to happen in like the 76th or so minute. Uh, you'd hope his retina was absolutely blasting on that. You can't fall to the ground and then let your um and then and, and then let your assignment, you the man you're marking, go on a run. We got lucky. That a play that Cheeky Palacios was there to break up another opportunity, which Leon would have had to score a goal. But we we came out and it was it was strange. The uh, however many or so of us at BMO, we were jovial. Obviously, Denny was jovial. It's football, such a weird sport. We celebrating scoring one goal in a losing effort, but there's obvious reasons for that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be as jovial because for ninety plus five minutes, a very uninspiring game. But in that sixty second spread. Boy, did that salvage our run towards this CONCACAF Champions League final. Yeah, look, I want to I want to point out one thing that I thought was pretty important. The last 25 minutes of this match, last 25 minutes of this match, I, I thought that's when Steve Chirundolo really put his imprint, his stamp, really found some things that we can take with us. In fact, if you look, just even something as simple, something as simple as possession, okay? Something as simple as possession. For the entire match, Philly, they, they break it down into like five-minute intervals. And for only four of the entire five-minute intervals leading up to the last 25 minutes or so, did LAFC have more possession than Leon. But the entire last 25 minutes, we had more than half possession than Leon did in each of those little five-minute intervals. And I thought that was where we got a little bit of confidence. That was where we started to build. I also want to say this. I am so glad that we had this crap game first because Ryan Hollingshead is going to look in the mirror tonight. Aaron Long is going to look in the mirror tonight. Timothy Tillman, Jose Cifuentes, they are going to look in the mirror tonight. Carlos Vela is going to look in the mirror tonight and they are all going to realize we still have life despite, despite the way we played. We still have life. There were players who kept us in it. I, Danil, I'm sorry. I doubted you going into this. I was wrong. John McCarthy, you, I love you. I love you. Ilya. Ilya has got to find something. He only went, what, 60-some-odd minutes for us. Kellen Acosta's got to get healthy. Mario, you got to be looking at yourself and saying, I got to stop getting some of these stupid yellow cards so that I can go out there 
and be available. I got told very early on in life by a coach, the most important ability you can possibly have in athletics has nothing to do with any particular skill you have. It's availability because if you're not available, you can't help your team. Murillo, you see it now. We need you. But I, the, what I take away from this, Philly, is that in my opinion, we took Leon's best shot. We took Leon's best shot, and we got absolutely rocked for most of that 15-round heavyweight title fight. But we got back up, and we got in a couple good shots of our own, and right before the bell sounded, right before the bell sounded, we were able to score a knockdown. You're, you're right about that. This, this Leon team, despite being sixth uh, throughout the course of this Liga Meki season, still a pretty solid team, especially their second half. This is a team that beat Tigres, uh, the eventual Liga Meki's champions of this, this season right here. Tigres is a tough team. And as we said, I would have preferred playing them. I don't know. I don't know who I would have preferred. Like, none of these teams are easy. They're all physical. They're all talented. They're all tough. And the advantage I think we have going into BMO Stadium on Sunday, other than the 22,000, the 3252, the friendly confines, familiarity, and uh, and obviously not 6,000 feet uh, above sea level, is the fact that I really do think we saw Leon give it their all and show us what they are at their best. By no means did we go out there and show them our best. In fact, we really didn't show them anything. I feel that we took advantage of them at the very end, and it turned out correct in our favor. They gave it their all, and they gave it gave us their best. We have yet to give them our best. So they may come in Sunday to BMO Stadium with a little bit of cockiness. They should really come in with a little bit of caution, especially after that play by Rodriguez got reversed and Denny Buanga's goal. Because if they remember, and there's six players on this Leon team that remember very well going into Bank of California Stadium up two goals to nothing, how they can absolutely say bye-bye to their CCL run. I don't think they're going to be any better than what we saw in the first 20, 25 minutes of this game. And I certainly feel confident in saying, I know that we are going to play better at BMO than we did today. Because today... We looked like we were the team that was off for three and a half weeks. As you said earlier, sitting in front of me at BMO, I don't think that's going to be the case on Sunday. And Sunday is going to be an epic, epic match. Make sure you call into work early. Get your excuse. Don't go into the office on Monday or whatever the case may be, because we are going to be celebrating long into the evening. I'm already considering taking that day off. because We'll actually be back at BMO for, for Angel City. But dude. Sunday is going to be epic, freaking epic. So I've decided something throughout this entire last couple of weeks or so, as we've been prepping for Leon, I I've also been very respectful of that club, but I got to do something right now. Excuse me one second. Thank God. <laughs> Hold on. There you go. Yeah, that was a lame sound, but I'm not going to waste time no, for another one. No more. No more. I'm surprised that there wasn't another scarf. Kind of like when Homer Simpson shaves, <laughs> all of a sudden the beard comes back. Like you pull that one, and then all of a sudden another one registers on the wall. No, but you know what? This allows me to put the kick childhood cancer scarf back in a prom uh, prominent spot. So you need another one pride scarf on there for Pride Month, brother. That's right. And uh, if you know, you know about this. Although this is the, the, the second one with the red writing, not the yellow. But either way. Kick childhood cancer scarf is far more, uh, far more appropriate to be up there. Look, I, I didn't mean to throw the scarf on the ground. I respect the club. I respect their crest, but it's it's that's it. No more behind me. No more of that. Philly, we got to rest up, man. We got three straight days of football between Titan Stadium on June third, BMO for the big one on June fourth, and then supporting Angel City and uh, getting to see one of my favorite players, Kerry Ricaro. Philly, I can't wait, man. Two to one, we have everything to play for, everything in front of us, and I've got nothing more to say about that. Me neither. It'd be four days for me because I got to call a game in the WPSL on Friday. Folks, come hang out with me and Panda and you because you're going to be the public address announcer at Cabrillo High School. It is FC Premier 
competing against the Elite Development Academy. WPSL is an amateur league, the biggest women's league anywhere in the world, and they are just one notch below the NWSL. In fact, this team that I'm calling games for, FC Premier, has two girls that are training with Freya Kuhn and Angel City. And these same two girls you very well might see in the Women's World Cup this July in New Zealand and Australia. Check it out. There's so many. There's so much talent on this team, and it'd be fun to just hang out with us. Uh, tickets cost nothing. Come hang out with Philly, Scarf, and Panda as we're set to call a game in the WPSL at Cabrillo High School in Long Beach on Sunday at 7 p.m. Yeah, real quick, the soccer tournament also kicks off tomorrow. If you like the TBT like I do, the basketball tournament, the soccer tournament kicks off tomorrow. We're going to talk about that a little bit on our next podcast. But Hell yeah, we got a bunch of MASL people in there. I was going to say, you got Chris Toth of your Empire Strikers. You got Nestor who's playing. Chris isn't playing in that. Yes, he is, Is sir. Is he for who? Chris Toth is playing for Sneaky Fox FC. On oh, the all same right. I didn't team, know that. I know I knew way, Palmer was. Same team um, as, hold on. Same team as Ian Bennett. Same team as Nick Pereira. Same team as Nick Ramondo and Jay Demerit. No, so Jay Demerit, dude. I, I got to like start paying attention to this thing. Dude, I'm telling you. You got Clint Dempsey has a team called Team Dempsey, you know, because he's humble like that. It's got Chris Wondolowski, Jermaine Jones, Luis Robles, and Eddie Johnson on it. How about the U.S. women's team? You, you, you never thought you'd get to see Mia Hamm play a soccer match again. She's going to be playing. Mia Hamm, Michelle Akers, are you kidding? Our friend Lauren Maddie? Sesselman's going to be playing. Lauren Sesselman is playing uh, with – where is Lauren Sesselman playing? I had it written down. Hold on. I'm going to find it. There's also an IU team playing. There is an IU team. Where is this money? Oh, she's playing on a team called Zala FFF with Lee Wynn. Lee Wynn and Lauren Sesselman playing together. And look, uh, Jesus Pacheco and Nestor playing for a team called Far East United. That's going to be fun. And, and look, Cesc Fabregas playing for Como 1907, the Cesc Fabregas. And Philly, culture by Mo Ali. Frank Tayu, your boy, playing in that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Look. Chad Ochocinco is playing on a team. It's it's just so Steve Nash. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, man. I'm just saying TST is like the TBT. It's a million dollar winner take all prize. Wrexham has a team. Borussia Dortmund has a team, but with nobody I've ever heard of. Uh, I think Doesn't West Ham I, have a team. What's that? Who? Doesn't West Ham have West a team? Ham? Yeah, West Ham has a team. The you mentioned the Hoosiers. Either way, we're talking a whole lot about nothing, you guys. All right, you know how we like to end each and every one of our episodes. This is two fifty four. Oh my God, we have everything to play for. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ish, where's this outro?